Hello, book lovers. My name is Tandolue Tubinda, and you are listening to Just Reading with Tandolue Tu. Thank you so, so much for stopping on by, and I really do hope that you will enjoy this one. Now, before you even get into it, please don't forget to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell another friend that we are just reading with Tandolue Tu. I am back. I am so glad to be back. I have been in a reading slump, but I'm not complaining because I really did feel like yo, it was getting a bit too much and I just needed to cock umoya gangane, you know? And I've 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 been doing that. I'm still in, in that state. So when I do read, it's literally in drips and drabs. But and you know when that time comes but for now yeah i'm just enjoying the rest i'm really just enjoying the rest but fear not because in you know that rest i have read a book that i am here to share with you and this one is titled stop waiting for permission and the author of this book is Stephen Chandler. This book is uh, published by Penguin Random House and it was published in the year 2022. So it is a fairly new read. And my rating for this one is three out of five stars. Okay, three big bright stars. So let's get into what the book is about. And this is straight from the book. It says, God created you for greatness. We each have a unique purpose in this life, one embedded within us by the creator of the universe before time began. Yet we rarely experience this greatness because the glory of God within us is still waiting to be uncovered. So we spend our lives running after the wrong goals. Eventually we burn out and stop believing that God has any bigger plans for us in light of our past failures and false starts. However, Stephen Chandler believes God created everyone, including you, for greatness and doesn't want anything to get in the way of that destiny. In Stop Waiting for Permission, you'll discover the keys to unlock your unique calling and activate your innate God-given strengths by identifying what's holding you back, discovering your unique genius, maximizing your God-given genius, and living in your purpose with perseverance. From the pastor of one of America's fastest growing churches, this bold, inspiring manifesto will show you how to dream, plan, and ultimately achieve your great calling in life. The time is now. Stop waiting for permission. (gasps) Actually, I'm realizing that I didn't read this before. (laughs) I must say, I am definitely that um, reader that looks at the cover. And I'm like, interesting, love the color combination, love the title, I'm getting it. I don't even have to read like what the book is about. I'll see that later, you know? I think that's that's my red flag. That's literally my red flag. Like I buy the I buy a book based on its title. And you know that saying, don't judge a book by its cover. I judge a book by its cover. And I'm like, title, okay, cover. I love it and I get it. (laughs) So I'm really glad that I got this one. I think what stood out for me specifically with this one was the title. The stop is very bold. And so before I even saw everything else, I saw the stop and I thought, stop what? You know, and when I read stop waiting for permission, I was like, 
that's for me that is for me that is for me say no more i am taking you home and i'm so glad i did because you know like what i've just read it is basically a guide you know to to really help you to activate you know your god-given strengths and to live basically from you know um god's provision and to live from a point of you know what god has given you and yeah live fully in that you know live fully in all of the resources that he has already given you and just yeah immerse yourself in all of those blessings and put in the work to really you know be great and live in that greatness and so i really 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 did enjoy this book so let's get into what i liked about the book so firstly i did enjoy the beginning i think the beginning definitely sold it for me the ending made continuing to read the book even more worthwhile i was like that beginning and that end injected in my veins because i was like yes 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 and another yes and i think looking back i felt like the author intentionally started strong slowed down and ended stronger i think but maybe that's just because the beginning and the end is what stood out for me most because of my current season and i guess maybe at a later stage i might um understand the other bits or the middle bits um better but for where i am right now i really just felt like the author intentionally started strong slowed down and was like let me give you a a kulanyana you know and then ended very powerful I also loved the challenging thoughts or what the author uh, termed the challenging thoughts. And these were found at the end of each chapter. What I think they were, they were just a mix, you know, between a chapter summary and oh, summary, a chapter summary and a thought, you know, provoking questions or reflection pointers. So I really loved them. I think most of them weren't really challenging thoughts as such, but they were just, you know, the like drilled down um, drill downers if I can call it that of the ideas or the points that were made but definitely some of those questions were really thought-provoking or challenging questions that really forced you to sit and reflect so I loved that I think I also loved how the author used um, his personal experience to drive forth the points that he made. It did, you know, give that more practical element to what he was saying and to know that he's just not throwing things at us, but he's really giving us, you know, practical examples. So I really did love that. And I also loved seeing things from another person's perspective. But what I loved even more than that, I must say, is the fact that where I didn't agree with the points that the author made, I didn't force myself to, you know, to or I didn't force the idea onto myself. And I think a lot of times, like more so from, you know, um, I don't know if I'm a prestigious is the word, but the word is running away from me. But basically from people that we hold, um, we hold highly or think highly of or hold to high regard. I don't know what the word is, but we tend to basically think that, you know, whatever they say is, is the gospel and whatever they say is the truth and it ends there. And if they think about something a certain way, then we need to also think about it in that way. And specifically in this book, because this is a pastor, um, a lot of times, you know, we tend to think, okay, pastors know what's right. Pastors know what's right. And we just need to listen and follow them. But I was really proud of myself to say, yes, some things I agree with, but some things I don't and where I don't agree, it's okay. Let us agree to disagree and it's fine. Because at the end of the day, just like I am, he is also human and he also has his own opinions, just like I have mine. And in no 
um, way are we meant to always agree about everything. So I love that about myself. I think a lot of times, you know, when I think back, when someone like a pastor would say something, I'd be like, yes, let me just follow what the pastor is saying and do it like that. But now I've grown um, to a point where I'm just like, if it doesn't make sense to me, I don't need to follow it. And maybe if I need to follow it, I will understand it later. But if I don't understand it right now, I'm not going to force it onto myself. And then I think also just lastly, it's books like, you know, this one that always remind me that I know where I am, what I have and what I need to get where I want to be. But there's just something smaller that's missing. And it really seems like I'm not ready to confront that thing. Like I always read these books and I'm like, you know what you need to do. You really know what you need to do. You know what you need to have and you know what it takes to get where you want to be. But there's just that, there's just that one thing that's missing. And I know that that thing is missing because it is not my time yet. My time has not come, you know, but when my time does come, everything will just, you know, unravel itself and everything will come to light. And I will understand all of the things that I didn't understand for all of these years. So right now I am just living in just understanding the here and now and just hoping that one day I will get that one thing that I always feel like is just stopping me, you know? And then let's move on to what I didn't like. I didn't like the middle of the book. It really did throw me off. It really did throw me off um, to a point where I almost stopped reading this book completely. But you know what? I'm glad that I didn't because hi, boy, I wouldn't have experienced that ending. And I also think that, you know, what I didn't like was that there wasn't a lot of things that really grabbed my attention, you know, and more so in those middle pages, I just felt like, man, there wasn't a lot that spoke to me. Like I said earlier, maybe it's because the content that was in that, you know, or those particular chapters were just not for my current season, but I really just felt like it wasn't convincing me. And I was just like, tell me more, say more, like say something. I want to hear you, but I'm not hearing you you know but I'm really glad that I did read on because there was definitely so much more to gain and to learn um from this book um and then let's move on then to I'm actually losing my breath what is this child you see what happens when you don't record you forget everything but anyways um let's move on to um to quotes that stood out for me i have i think five in particular so the first one said no one attains greatness without also attaining a thick skin and a lot of times we want things to just happen easily but hey to be great you really need to go through a lot you really like i i've never heard someone that just said i woke up and things happened for me you know there was a time where you did need to put in the work there was a time where you need to um you know face certain difficulties there was a time where you almost gave up there was there was just the time where something was happening you know life was lifing and it didn't make sense and then the next one says if we were half as creative when solving problems as we are when making excuses we would be unstoppable and this one i was just like ain't this the true growth i was like the truth in this because honestly you know when you're when you're really making excuses you will have a thousand excuses you will have a thousand excuses just flowing out of your mouth or just going up and down in your brain and 
when you actually need to solve problems, when you need to think of a solution, you're like, yo, am I stupid or what? Why can't I even think? But let me tell you something. Try think of an excuse. It will jump at you. <laughs> and I think I've, I've also read something that was just speaking about how the brain works to say, um, as people, we are more inclined to think quick about the negative, but very slow to think about the positive things. And I don't know what it what needs to happen. I don't know what needs to give, but something needs to give, okay? That just needs to let us go. The next quote says, who you learn from is just as important as what you learn. And a lot of times, like we tend to, you know, want to pick up things from a lot of people. And this is just saying, who, the who, the person that you learn certain things from is just as important as what you are learning from them. Sometimes we can't separate the person from the lesson, you know. Sometimes it's important also to make sure that the people that you are learning from are a certain type, you know. So who you learn from is just as important as what you learn. The next one says, God da, God doesn't mind you having things he minds things having you and you know here the author made reference to um what we normally say when we say money is the root of all evil and basically the author was just saying money is not the problem it's loving money that is evil money is money on its own is not the problem because money doesn't speak money doesn't talk doesn't do anything i just said speak and talk (laughs) But money is not the problem. The problem is loving money. And the problem is, you know, how having it or using it badly, you know, affects us. So money is not a problem. So God doesn't mind you having things. He minds things having you. He minds you being consumed by the world. And then the last one says, what will you do? when your lifetime goal doesn't take a lifetime to accomplish. And this one was basically just at the end pages, you know, at the last few pages of the book. And it said, what will you do when your lifetime goal doesn't take a lifetime to accomplish? And the author described it so beautifully, so, so beautifully. And the author was just speaking about how we all have a purpose. And in that purpose, we all have assignments. And assignments are linked to seasons of your life. And so are goals, right? That's why you will have like a short, medium and long-term goals because they are seasons. They are time bound. And so this is saying, what will you do when your lifetime goal doesn't take a lifetime to accomplish? And a lot of times we think a goal is our purpose, but a goal is actually an assignment for a particular season. And that's why, you know, sometimes when you achieve something, you tend to sort of like want to relax and think, I'm done. You will have to miss me. I have done it all. But then you forget to say, hey, actually, I'm done for now. I'm done for the season. I've given all I have to give for the season. Maybe in between I must rest, but there will be a season again where I will need to show up and show up differently because my next assignment will definitely not be the same because I will not be in the same season. And for me, that was just like, yo. <laughs> I was just like, hmm. 
I really loved that. And I think it's just something that I've just been thinking about. I've just been thinking about it. Anyone who cares to listen, I've been telling them about this very quote because I really felt like, wow, 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 wow. So, so profound. So I guess, yeah, I guess that is it. This has really been a very, 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 very long um, podcast episode, but I think very necessary also. So I will end basically by um just a tip that i got from the book and this one says how to um how to heal celebrate and overcome right so these are three tips on how to heal to celebrate and overcome so the author says number one you need to allow God to heal your heart. Allow God to do the work in you. Allow God to be in you and with you at all times. Number two, celebrate every win. Whether big or small, celebrate it over and over and over again. Your wins are your wins. Whether big or small, you worked for them. So celebrate them. And then the last one was saying, overcome your fear of failure. Overcome your fear of failure. Because it is in that fear and when we allow that fear to overcome us, that we actually stand to fail because we sort of sit back and we don't try. So I really, I really did love this book. I really, 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 really did love this book. And then I thought I was done, but, but let me close it off basically by just reiterating the things that really stood out Um to me about this book so i really loved um the fact that you know this book was just about knowing what greatness is what greatness means to you and why you deserve to achieve it and i love the fact that you know this book wasn't saying greatness is one thing for everyone this book was saying you need to find what greatness means for you you need to find how you want to achieve greatness you need to find what tools god has given you to achieve your greatness and it really just did you know remind us you know to 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 say making excuses won't get you anywhere instead it's going to derail you and waste your time and another thing that i really liked was you know when the author spoke about knowing what fuels you and the importance of that you know knowing what fuels you and knowing you know when you wake up and you push what are you pushing for what is the reason behind that pushing and the other one was just that you know your vision is not just a destination but it is a strategy to get there and this reminded me of one of my favorite books titled simply tuesdays um simply tuesday by emily freeman and it was just about you know, knowing that it takes um, cumulative small steps to get a big outcome, you know. So understanding that all the little things, whether nice or not, that we put in are just as important to, you know, the final outcome. And so your vision is just not your destination. Your vision is not the end. Your vision is your strategy. Your vision is your journey, you know. And also just knowing the difference between drawing inspiration from others and imitating them you know 
understanding that yes you can inspire me but i don't have to walk the journey the same way that you are i can take a page from your book but i don't have to copy your book word for word and i think lastly it was just a reminder that pain is inevitable unfortunately you know that's just seasons and that's just how life is so i really did love this book i really did love this book if you ever do see it on the shelves i will say grab yourself a copy and i hope you enjoy it just as much as i did i think now i can finally say i am done with this one and i really do hope that if you if you stayed all the way until here that you have enjoyed it and you have learned a thing or two from it and like i always say remember to do everything out of love